This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Walker, and today my guest is Coach Nate Bailey. We're going to be talking about the topic of what do you really want? But first, I want to thank our sponsors, RepairPal, for providing this episode. RepairPal will help you grow your auto repair business. You can learn more at RepairPal.com forward slash shops. Well, hey, Coach Nate, I'm glad to have you with me today. Hey, thanks. It's good to reconnect again. It's been a while since we've had a conversation. So thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not in person right now, but the last time we were in person, I believe you were like torturing me on a beach in California. One of the last times. Yeah, absolutely. So we go back a little ways and I've recently had this topic on my mind that we discussed a good bit, you know, back when we were together last. And just to give our listeners a little bit of background, Coach Nate was leading this like a call it a boot camp kind of thing for businessmen, but there was a whole lot more to it. And we'll unpack some of that as we go, because he is still doing that and transforming the lives of a lot of men. But I was recently at a a 20 group. I was at my own 20 group and one of the other members of that 20 group, we were having a discussion and talking to her about like what she wanted her role to be like in the agency. And as we were having that discussion, it's like, man, it goes so much further than that. It really comes down to what does she really want? And it's been a theme that keeps coming up. And there was no one that I knew better to have that discussion with than you. I think it'll provide a lot of value to our listeners. Awesome. Yeah, it's very prevalent for a lot of people, right? Like they don't really know what they want. Yeah, like no idea at all. And they think they know what they want. I think they more so know what they don't want than they do want. Like it's easy for people to kind of rattle off what they don't want inside of their life. But when it really comes down to it, and I get it. Life is busy. Life's hectic. Life's stressful, especially the last three years or so, right? With the pandemic and coming out of it. And I don't, people have fully recovered from it. And yeah. people are just more so trying to survive and just, which has them just re, in full react mode. And just whatever's right in front of them is really all the energy and the focus that they have is to react to the things that are coming to them instead of being proactive, which I think is exactly the conversation you're trying to have when you're talking about what it is that you actually want. And life is so fast paced nowadays and and people just don't have the time, the energy or the resources. That's the story that they tell themselves. You know, reality is, is if they were to just even take half a day or a couple hours to really dig in and what it is that they want, they could do that. But yeah, I get it. You know, we're, <laughs> we just don't feel like we have it. Right. And then that's the story that they identify and they, t- they hold on to, which has them continue down that path of just continuing to just try and survive every day. Yeah. Well, you know, before I went to that event, if you had asked me what I want, I would have given you a bunch of like, you know, BS things that I wanted, you know, and it would really be, well, maybe, maybe these are the things that the world thinks that I should want. I think a lot of times we're just afraid to admit what it is that we really do want. Yeah. Why? Well, for lots of reasons, right? Like what would people think now, if I actually identify what I want, then I kind of feel like I have to go out and get it. What if I don't, what if I fail? What if I don't succeed? Then I'm a failure. You know, it's kind of scary to branch out of what it is that you've tied yourself into. Maybe it means that you got to get out of a relationship that you're just really not happy with, but the comfort of staying in the relationship that you're not happy with because of all the 
unanswered questions and the uncertainty that would come if you didn't, if you didn't stay in that and you, and you actually broke free from it, you'd have to deal with it, right? And so it's, there's so many things tied into where you're at and staying where you're at because it's a little bit comfortable, even though you complain about it, even though you say that you don't want it and you're unhappy with it and you just wish that it would be different. I was just having this conversation with a client actually to just shortly before, like complaining about the relationship that they're in. And they, how they hate their life, they hate their situation and, and they hate the things that have happened inside of it and feeling like they're stuck. And the reality is, is what do they want? Do they want to continue to stay in that or do they want the uncertainty of like breaking free from it and, and getting out of it? And I, and I ultimately said, you know, you have a choice to make. And if you choose to stay where you're at, then you need to at least 100% own it and just find a way to be happy with it. Or stay in this self-prescribed prison that you've keeping your end. And, and at that point, there's no one you can blame but yourself. Like you got to stop complaining about it at some point, right? Yeah, I remember there was always this theme in the group that we were in about stop lying. You know, because people will will lie to themselves about what they want. I know that when, before I came and, and kind of went through that process, there had been some really tough years in my business. And, you know, if you asked me what I wanted in it, you know, it'd be like, well, I just want to simple life, you know, just want to pay my bills. And I went from that person who was a dreamer to someone who had been beaten down by life. And that forced me to lie to myself about what I want. But when I really went through the process, it was like, no, I want so much more than that. I want to thrive in life. I want to have an amazing business. I want to be able to travel without limits. I want to have great health, you know, which I still fight with that one so much. But I'm a lot better than I was, you know. It was that I was lying to myself. You know, so talk about that a little bit, this whole idea of stop lying. Yeah. I mean, I could relate to your story about like even your health, even myself. You know, I started working with a coach. I think we've had a conversation. Maro Stara is his name. And his whole business is around helping people like myself and yourself, guys in their 40s, um, married businessmen, entrepreneurs, like, because we all have, which is no secret, like exact same client that I work with, but he helps them to get six pack lean. And one of the first things that I think a lot of like myself, that's his thing. Like, what's your goal? What do you want? Like, that's the question. That's where he starts, which there's no surprise there, right? Like you got to have clarity on what you want in order to be able to go out and get it. And so, you know, I kind of started lying about what I wanted and, you know, I want to lose some weight and be healthy and, and get strong. And he's like, what about six pack abs? And I almost like almost froze up at the idea of getting myself to admit that I would want six pack abs. Cause what happens? It's like, well, I don't, really need six pack abs. You know, that's vain. The only reason you'd want that is so that you could look good. And, and you kind of kept pushing and pushing and pushing to the point where I was like, I do want six pack abs and I'm going to get them and I don't have them yet, but I've made a lot of progress. And why wouldn't I want six pack abs? Like it shows that I actually take care of myself, that it's a great example for my kids and how to be healthy and how to live and how to thrive and how to not just be successful in business, but also to be that leader inside of your body, all the different benefits that come from it. But it was really, really hard for me to admit that I would want that because I don't know, I think because I think because a lot of people have placed a stigma on why would like if you don't have six pack abs, like the only reason you would want it is because of some selfish, like egotistical reason. And like, that's just crap that other people put on us because they're not willing to go and get six pack abs because they're not willing to do it and they or they haven't been able to do it. They want to talk shit about other people that actually have it or like it's genetics or something. Well, I can tell you like, yes, genetics may be a part in it, but I think, you know, after going through this journey now over a little over a year with model, it's like, it's a small part of it. Like it, it takes work, discipline, dedication. 
all the things that just so happen to be required to be successful in other areas as well. So like if you could create that inside of your body and you could get a six pack, you can do a lot of other incredible things because you have the foundation and the characteristics that are required to be successful in any area of life. And so the ability to get my, to stop lying to myself that I don't want six pack abs. Really, I was just saying, I'm, I don't want to do what's required to get it. That's all I was saying to myself. And now I'm like, I'm going to get six pack abs. And what I do like I tell people, you won't be able to catch me in a shirt for at least six months because I'm going to be showing those things up. I remember you see the picture sometimes of people that have had a great journey and, and lost a lot of weight, maybe gotten six pack abs and, and they, they show it. And I don't know, you know, I've probably been that guy at some point in time where I'm like, oh, look at this guy showing off or whatever. Well, I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> you will see pictures and videos of me with my shirt off. And why not? Why the hell not? Like, it's who I am. It's proud of it. Time to thank our friends at RepairPal for making this episode possible. Don't get left behind. Today's tech-savvy consumers value instant gratification, so they start their searches for a repair shop on their computers and smartphones. These power users research auto repair and service options and decide which shops to engage with in an instant. Gain these customers by being RepairPal certified. They provide proof that your prices are fair with their best-in-class estimator. They're the largest site for auto repair, and they will introduce your shop to new customers through RepairPal.com and through the recommendation of partners like USAA, CarMax, and Consumer Reports. As shop owners, we were in the RepairPal certified network, and it helped grow our business. You have to be in it to win it, so head on over to RepairPal.com forward slash shops and set up a call to learn more. When you sign up, you'll get one month of service free and save $150 off certification. That's RepairPal.com forward slash shops. There's one of the coaches in the industry for the listeners. I think most of y'all know who it is, uh, a guy named Ron Ipack. And, you know, Ron had a pretty amazing transformation lately. And he's going on like 2,200 days nonstop of working out, something like that. It's over 2,000. But even when he was like at 1,500 days, you know, he looked fit, especially by today's standard. But he wasn't six-pack lean. So he decided one day that he wanted to become six pack lean and he got a glucose monitor and started using that and pretty short time Ron was rocking a six pack but he talks on Facebook about how people will you know come up to him and be like man you got to stop losing weight or asking him literally asking him do you have cancer and like that's the world we live in now we go after the thing that we want and then other people will start beating you down for actually succeeding yeah they won't celebrate you for it, they'll be like, they want to beat you down. Again, I think that's just the insecurities of themselves, you know, lashing out at others that have the things that they really deep down wish that they could have for themselves. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the the biggest problems with people ever being able to admit that they want something is when they think that way about other people. If they look at someone who's having success and they have a, an issue with that person having success, then they can't allow themselves to do it either. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's tough. And I think we've all been there. So I don't want to sit here and sit from a high horse and say I haven't ever been that person because I'm sure I have. But at the same time, yeah, you get to a point in life, hopefully, where you could realize that you want to celebrate others for like the hard work, the dedication that they've had and, and the success that they have. And, and knowing that when you're able to do that, it allows you to be able to go out and give yourself permission to go and have that same success as well. And you'll attract those people that have had the success. You know, when you show up in that way and you celebrate them, they're more likely to want to give you a hand and, and to help you along the way as well to the success and the path that they've been on uh, for themselves. So when someone wants to go through the process of figuring out what they really want, it's more than just kind of saying, oh, okay, what do I want? And writing stuff down. What does that look like to get down to that what you really want? 
It is difficult. It's, it's elusive because of everything that we've been talking about. It's And it doesn't even come from them, right? It was probably something that was ingrained in them at an early age. And you're talking about having to, to break some patterns from generational experiences that you've had, that your parents had, that your parents' parents gave down to them, and to be able to break through some of that mold, to really get clear, to allow yourself to have the permission to get clear on what you want and to dream about things that you would really want and would excite you and would get you up in the morning on fire and on purpose to go out and to achieve them. I think it's important to have some people around you to to help you to get that clarity. You know, you know, clarity is power for sure. And when you have massive clarity, now you have a very clear road and path and how to get there. And then you actually have the ability to go out and execute, do it. But because it is so elusive, and if you're not used to really digging into figuring it out, what it is that you actually want. It's useful to have someone because we just had a program called Unleash a Leader in Dallas in August and we had these guys in the room and we asked them why they're there and what they want. We literally spent a full day just continuing to dig at them and dig at them. And, you know, they would start to answer and they would start to go down these like roads of explanation about <laughs> And they would like just try and stay on the surface level and were afraid to go deep because of whatever reason, because of all the things in their life, you know, that they built up as insecurities or they've built up as reasons why, like, it's like they just aren't able to give themselves permission and they've never been pushed and pushed and pushed to be able to peel the, the layers of the onion back to really get down to what it is that they want and to say it out loud. And like, they would almost get to a point where they would say, it and then they would have a hard time verbalizing it. Like everyone in the room would know what it is that they want, but they just couldn't get themselves to say it. Like, it's crazy how hard it is to get us to open up because of whatever, right? Because of past traumas that we've had because of, like you said, because of failures that you might've had. And now you're not, you're afraid to think big again, because what if I fall again, because of that experience that's still present with you that you haven't been able to let go of, instead of looking to it as an opportunity to learn and to grow. So it's difficult, but yeah, just, I would say you got to start by, you got to write it down. Like you got to sit down and really get it out of your head and on the paper. If you can verbalize it with somebody, that's a powerful thing too, to actually speak it out into existence, right? There's a lot of power in that. But then it's it's being willing to really dig deep and drive it down to what it really is that you want. Because you know, when you express something that you want, or when you finally give yourself permission to say that, you know, this is what I want. Like for me, you know, I want six pack ab. It took a little while for me to admit that I actually wanted that. But when I said that, I knew it was true for me. And now it allowed, it like gives me the permission to go out and to attack that and to get it and to do everything that's required to be able to make that a reality for myself. And so it's an unending process because what you want changes too. And as you start to accomplish certain things, then, you know, complacency can set in and, you know, you got to continue to reevaluate what you want. What I want today isn't necessarily what I want five years from now. What I want and have today isn't necessarily what I thought was the plan for me or what I wanted, you know, five years ago. As you start having success, the possibilities open up to you of what it could be. And then there's the, the outside chatter, right? Like, especially with social media, you'll have some people saying, hey, you should always grow. You should want the Lambo. You should want this and that. And then I'll talk to some other guy that is extremely successful, that it's not nearly as flamboyant or that we'll, we'll talk about Lamborghinis being a waste and like, you know, so everybody's different and what they want. I don't think there is a right or wrong answer, but it's hard to, sometimes what you actually want gets lost in what other people 
say you should want or what other people think you should want. Like, and so you're in certain circles, you know, they're going to almost berate you if you don't want a Lambo because that's what they have and that's what they want. And so if you don't say that you want that, then all of a sudden, like you're an idiot. (laughs) It's like, no, it's just like, it's not that important to me, but, but this is, or that is. And so, yeah, it's, you know, so then you got that to fight through too, right? Like, I mean, you're just getting attacked from so many angles. And so it's just really staying true to yourself and not worried about what other people want or being okay with them wanting the Lambo and being okay with them wanting the watches or whatever it is really, right? Like it doesn't have to be materialistic. And But at the same side, it's okay because you'll have some people, maybe this is kind of what you're talking about, right? Or you kind of got to the point where you, you dulled yourself down and you're like, uh, I don't need a, a lot of money. I just want a little bit to be able to like do X and Y. And now you're realizing, no, actually like a lot of money would be awesome and I could help a lot of people with it and I could travel and do some, have some great experiences with my family or whatever it is, right? So I've gone through that journey as, as well. Um, I've gone from saying that money isn't that important to me to be like, no, yeah, I want a lot of money because I want to be able to do a lot of things. Money makes good people able to do even more good things. And, you know, money, money makes bad people worse and good people better. I think about what you're talking about there, about the, you know, the people that want to hold you back. And, you know, anybody who listens to this podcast with any frequency, they know that, you know, my wife and I are are Christians, you know, we're believers and I love Jesus and I love my church and I love my church family, but man, church people will try to hold you back like crazy because it's like they wear, you know, being broke as a badge of honor or something. And they're like, you know, well, I'm just getting my joy from Jesus. And it's like, Hey, that's great, but I am too. And when I can have success in my business and like I can do more for the kingdom, you know, and it, it is crazy how people will, will beat you down because you drive a nice car and, you know, they want to call you materialistic. It's amazing to me. So our listeners are going to be mostly auto repair shop owners, you know, that are listening to this podcast. And, you know, I see it a lot where I would say most of the time, these owners, they were technicians at one time, just, uh, you know, they were working for another shop or dealership or whatever. And, and they decided, you know, I can do this better. And then they go into being a business owner and they're usually not great business owners from the beginning. And they go through this transformation of having to become a pretty solid business owner. But I see it a lot where it's just, I just want to be profitable. But I think that they're lying to themselves about that too, because, you know, I see it on the other end where they joke about the successful shop owner having to have three boats and, you know, all of this stuff. But what would you say to that shop owner that, you know, is just in the place of, I just want to be profitable. Yeah. The biggest thing you could say, I think, is just allow yourself to to think a little bit bigger, right? Like, why do you just want to be profitable? What does just being profitable look like? Just being profitable sounds like a lot of stress and, and pressure to continue to just keep your head above water. And is that really the life that you want? Like, if that's the life that you want, you're probably better off going back to be a technician. And because if you're just barely profitable, you're probably making more money as a technician than you are as a business owner, right? And so being a business owner sounds fun and lucrative. Maybe when you're working for the guy that's got three boats and you're looking at him and you're like, man, his life looks awesome and amazing. I should go do this myself. I could probably do it better. That's what you're saying to yourself. So why would you do that? Make the move, make the switch so that you could just barely make ends meet and be profitable and maybe be a one man shop, right? Or why can't you go out and create a great business where you could serve a lot of people, right? You serve a lot of people by probably having more technicians in your place that can service more vehicles, which helps more people ultimately, right? More people we help in business, the more money that we make. So why not make more money so that we can help more people and then we can have more people that we can employ. And now we get to help those people 
like survive and not just survive, but thrive and, and make a living for themselves. And then ultimately, you know, you can go buy the boat or if, you know, boats aren't your thing or vehicles aren't your thing. But if you're in the shop business, you probably like cars or trucks or whatever, right? And ATVs and, and vehicles, you know, it's kind of just the world that you live in. Maybe it's a cabin. Maybe it's a, you like to go and, and travel and camp and stuff like that. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's a nice travel trailer or a fifth wheel or a camper or RV that you can take and go and take time away from the business so that you're not just in it, but you own it. And you can have other people run it while you're not around and you can stacks checks can still come in and you can check in with your business when you want. And like, why not think a little bit bigger and think about like what being really profitable would do, right? Because again, the mindset of, of money that I think you were just talking about, which is prevalent with probably a lot of Christians and also I think just a lot of people in general, right? The old adage of like money is evil and it's not that money is evil. It's like the love of money is evil, right? So that's what it says in the Bible, the love of money. So not to the point where you're worshiping money, but having a lot of money, there's nothing wrong with because of the good that you can do with it. And so just think about the good that you can do with it. And maybe the stress and the pressure of having to just keep the doors open, like get that off your shoulders, become really profitable so that you can bring other people in to now help you to run this business that was overwhelming when it was just you, like everything, you're the janitor, you're the technician, you're the HR, you're the person at the door answering the phone or returning the calls, you're the parts and service, right? Like you're doing it all. That's a lot that wears people down that like shortens people's life. It just takes a toll. Well, what you were talking about there of being able to have other people run in the shop for them, you know, it takes a lot of work to get there. And I think it's like the six pack abs for you, you know, they look at that and they, they either think that it's so far away you know, from being able to do that, or they look at the amount of work that it's going to take. But man, you know, once you shift that mindset and you, you go into building that, that life that you've designed and that, you know, the business that allows you to live that life, man, it's so worth it. Yeah. I think I would say what I would add to that is like, even with the six pack abs, I just, you just know it's not going to happen in a month. It's not going to happen in three months. Like it's going to take time. And when you surrender to that process and you're like, I don't have it now. I'm probably not going to have it in six months, but I'm going to have it here, you know, before the year. And like, I just know it's going to happen if I keep showing up. So like once you can give yourself permission to be more than just profitable, be more than just a one man shop, get to the point where you can have other people there helping you building a team so that you can service a lot of other clients and take a lot of load off of yourself, pressure and the stress. Then you can start to create a plan to just take it step by step, like get the first person in, in line. Then you can go from there. You can get clarity on what's the next role that you need to fill and that you want inside of your business. And then, all right, how can we attack that? And kind of systematically and over a period of time, give yourself some grace to know that it might take time to get there and just take chunk by chunk, step by step. And before you know it, you'll look back over time and you'll be like, oh, look at what we've created because like we were, you know, we were just persistent. Impatient. Yeah. So, you know, I think back to that event that, that I was at and there was a, you know, I think everybody there had a, some kind of a breakthrough, some kind of a big outcome for it and, or from it. And, you know, my outcome from that event was to stop being, and I've talked about that a lot actually on this podcast, but, you know, tell people about ULW and, and what you're doing, you know, and how y'all are changing people's lives. Yeah. Unleash the leader is a lot of what we've been talking about really of in order to lead others, you have to lead yourself at a high level. And a lot of that comes down to clarity on what it is that you want, who you want to become. And then you can start to build that person through creating really this new operating system of how you show up every day and, and really kind of, you know, it's just like the iPhone upgrades every, 
whatever, you know, every other month or a couple times a year, you know, this Unleash a Leader is really built to upgrade your operating system and who you are and who you're being with massive clarity to create a leader. Because right now we are, we're going through some challenging, tough times and we need more leaders today now than more, more than ever in my lifetime. That starts with us and who we are and how we show up because other people, whether you know it or not, are looking to you and waiting for you to show up as a leader. And Sometimes that has to come through going through some difficult times. Like, right, you talked about the torture that I put you guys through, but that was designed to push you to open you up so that you would be willing to be able to receive some of the message that we were giving to you. If we just like brought you into a classroom from day one, you don't really know each other. And we just like started, you know, beating you down about what you want. Like you wouldn't feel comfortable. You'd still kind of be closed off. And the experience wouldn't be nearly as powerful as if we took you to the beach and we we broke you down a little bit. We wore you down. We got you to go through some hard things together with your other people that quickly became brothers of yours that you, you know, I'm sure have stayed connected and bonded to even to this day, even if you haven't talked with them in a while. You could see him like a year from now and it'd just be like, man, you'd pick up right where you left off, right? Because of going through some hard, difficult things together, persevering together, come together as a team and learning how to stand up and like lead each other and learning that, man, I can do way more than I thought I could. You kind of forget who you are. Your life beats you down a bit. And then you start to realize or think, put limits on yourself that are way lower than potential possibilities that you actually have inside of the capacity of who you are. And so, you know, we do that a little bit of that on the Unleash the Leader. We take you through a bunch of different experiences to help you to realize you can do more than you think you can and to help you to remember who you actually are, right? Because we we tend to dim the light on ourselves when life beats us down. Life is hard and we're just going through life reactionary and we start to live even sometimes for others. And so leadership is selfless for sure. But the most selfish thing you can do as a leader is not take care of yourself under the guise that you have to do it for everybody. You have to show up for everyone else. Like, how can you show up for anyone else if you're not showing up for yourself first? So that's why it's selfish not to, because now you're not showing up as the most powerful leader that you could be for these people that are depending on you. So be selfish in order to be selfish, selfless as a leader by like taking care of yourself first, like showing up, get the six pack abs, like shed the weight, create that strong connection with God. If if that's something that's really important to you in your life, like really, you know, pour into the relationships that matter the most. All of that is fuel for you to become the best leader that you can possibly be, which then serves others at the highest level that you could possibly, because you are selfish and taking care of yourself first, which is really selfless to all those around you that are counting on you. Man, that's good stuff. Well, coach, if someone wants to connect with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Oh, let's say the easiest way is you can go to my website. All my social media channels are connected there. You know, you can, my email, I'm sure is on there as well. Or I hang out probably mostly on Facebook or Instagram. So it's at Coach Nate Bailey for Instagram. NateBailey.org is my website. Okay. We'll put all those links in the show notes. You know, for those of you who are listening, Coach Nate is a, a really awesome guy. He actually runs ultra marathons. What's the longest one you've done so far? The Longest one, I've, I've done four 100 milers. So I have one coming up in Miami in a couple of weeks, 125 miles. Man, these are different kind of people that do this stuff. But <laughs> I love following your journey as you're doing those things. Well, thank you for being here and bringing value to our listeners today. I really appreciate it. For those of you who are listening, we are just one of five great podcast on the aftermarket radio network you can find the rest of them at aftermarketradionetwork.com hope that you'll listen again next week and until then go fill those bays 
You've been listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Kim and Brian Walker. Follow the podcast on your favorite listening app. Find their emails in the show notes and visit them at shopmarketingpros.com. Let Kim and Brian know what you want discussed because they're all about advancing the aftermarket.